You're listening to Off the Record on KBVR Corvallis. Hello and welcome. I'm DJ Flory. Today I'm excited to be joined by Allie and Jake from the band Laveda, who just released their sophomore album, A Place You Grew Up In, on April 14th. Hi. Hi. So first, how did you two meet? Um, Jake and I met in high school, so we've known each other for some time. And we actually met in high school orchestra. So I played violin and Jake was playing the stand-up bass at the time. So that's how we sort of met initially yep and then how did you decide to form a band together i was in like this uh this band this high school college band and we were looking for someone that could also sing like harmonies and stuff and i found out through a friend that ally also sang but i already had known her through orchestra so i didn't realize that she actually sang so i asked her and she she sang real good and then we started playing in that band together yeah, and then we sort of just like played a bunch of gigs together, played in a couple different projects together, and then eventually we started writing music for Leveda together and decided to like start a band. <laughs> so what inspired this album? A lot of things. Definitely a lot of like kind of sad, sad stuff. Jake's mom passed away 2021. Yeah, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. So she had uh, cancer, and I think that was like a big... The album was sort of like a healing process, I think, for you and me too. And just sort of like, I think like just like channeling sort of a lot of like emotions like into music was really good for both of us. That, and then also, so we live in Troy, New York. Um, which is like upstate and I feel like we took a lot of just like the scenery around us and like the the plate like the apartment that we were living in at the time like that played a big role in like the inspiration for a lot of the music because most of it was written during like the lockdown initially and when we were demoing it things were still like super shut down so we were both working like super super part-time and we just had so much time on our hands and we weren't really going out so we were sort of just inspired by the different things in our house and the like landscape we saw out our our window just sort of like the street view cars going by and like this guy and it sounds kind of stupid but just because like we were constantly in the same place i think we had to find inspiration in like some of the normal everyday things yeah i i agree with that and I've, a place you grew up in isn't necessarily like about growing like up like kid to adult it's not really like coming of age it's more kind of like a period of change that you go through in like a specific span of time. So the record really feels about that. Feels like it's about that time that we spent in the apartment and just like festering, growing and learning about stuff, but in the confines of that one very specific place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's really cool because so many people can relate to that because literally the entire world was trapped in their house or apartment for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like everyone's like, oh, the pandemic albums like are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's kind of got their own little take on it, though. It's really it's interesting. And everyone while we are all going through like very similar things, I think everyone sort of has their own 
I don't know, their own uh, unique experience just with with the pandemic and everything. So, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. And, yeah, very crazy. What is your songwriting process like? And was it different for this album, Trapped in Your Apartment, than before? It was definitely different than our first record in some ways. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways. Yeah, we. Different. I think like we wrote more individually. I would write ideas and then show Jake and then like Jake would write ideas and show me and then we would just sort of like build off of each other, which was kind of cool because for the last record we wrote like a lot of this stuff together. Like Yeah, for the first record. Yeah, we wrote a lot of this stuff together like in the same room, which was cool, but I don't know this this definitely like brought out I think like different strengths in like both of our songwriting, which I think was cool. Do you ever collaborate with other people, like send your demos for feedback and ask for advice, or how does that work? A lot of the ideas and demos that we made, we were sending to our friend Dylan Sky, who he lives out in LA. We did our entire first album with him, like the first chunk of recording we did with him. He's a very like trusted friend that we bounce a lot of ideas off of, and he recorded with us in LA for a little bit too. Yeah, definitely Dylan. And then our drummer, uh, Joe Tyrone, and our bass player, Dan Carr, definitely contributed a lot to the record and just uh, sort of just like bouncing ideas off of one another and seeing sort of what was going to stick to the wall, what wasn't in terms of like drum parts and bass parts and, and other stuff too. So yeah, it was definitely, I think... I think it was more collaborative. It was more, yeah, it was the more first collaborative one. than the first record, which was really fun. Once the ideas were like more or less written, it was a very collaborative process. Which song was the most difficult to finish on this record? A place you grew up in. Yeah, uh, that one was pretty tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one was like one of the earliest songs that I had had wrote like the initial idea for it and jake and i were demoing it and and we showed it to dylan like we had a demo and whatever and it was and then we recorded it with the band yeah we recorded it as a band and we just like struggled for a while with like what the drum part should be and what all the parts should like be what actually. all the parts should be and i think we ended up sort of in a very Levada like fashion sort of just like stacking loads of tracks on top of one another and it just took like it wasn't like quick at all like th- that song definitely grew exponentially over like the entire course of like the writing process where a lot of the other tracks were like okay we got the demo and then we brought it to the band we like sort of did a reassessment and then we would record and maybe like a couple things you know we'd scratch or we'd add a few things but for the most part all the songs were like done within probably like two months ish but this one I feel like this song took like a year to finish writing, which is so crazy. Yeah, we changed the drum part like two times. Yeah, we changed a lot of things. Changed the structure a couple times. Well, it ended up great. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) Thanks. I think we're happy with how I'm we're glad that we took the time with it and let the parts sort of like come over time. So thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. And so you guys are getting ready to go on tour. So what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to every city equally. Honestly, um, yeah. 
I'm I I always get really giddy about going to Chicago. I love Chicago, but I just, I don't know the vibe there is just immaculate. We're gonna be doing some support dates with Ariel, and we actually got to see them and meet them at Tree Fort Fest. And they're just a crazy, awesome band, super tight, like the right kind of loud where it doesn't like hurt, but you can like feel it kind of loud. They're so yeah, they're, they're so, so sick. good live, like really just like a wall of sound kind of band, yeah. which is really cool. I'm excited for just our last tour. We um were like, we got to get like good breakfast, like a lot of the time. And I don't know, it sort of became like a, a thing we did. So became like this tour, yeah, I think we're going to really like get some good breakfasts everywhere. So uh, anyone listening, if you have any good breakfast spot recommendations, send us a DM because we love our breakfast. And you kind of already answered this, Jake, but are there any venues or cities that you're excited to return to? Returning to Hotel Vegas in Austin. We always have a really great time there. I'm excited for LA. We're playing at Permanent Records Roadhouse again. So it'll be our second time there. Same venue. Yeah, last time was awesome. And just it feels really cool to like play in LA because it's so far away and it's such a big music city. And we get to see our friend Dylan too. Yeah, Dylan lives out there. So we get to have a 24-hour reunion. (laughs) Getting the band back together. Yes. One night only. Yeah. Exclusive fifth member Dylan show. No. No, He would never do that. We should try and convince him. He does attend, though. He always has. Yeah. He he has a good time. Number one fan, Dylan. Yeah. And what's your favorite song to perform? I don't know. Some of them, like, we haven't really played live that much. It'll be, like, our first time on this tour, at least from the new record. I really like playing clean because it's really cool when people are quiet and they sort of appreciate like the softer song in the set. But I also really like We're All Screwed just because it's so loud and crazy and Jake does a lot of feedback and Dan does a lot of feedback and Joe's just like thrashing on the drums. So I scream a lot in the mic, so it's fun. (laughs) I definitely, I like doing all the high energy stuff like so long and We're All Screwed for sure. Do you guys have any pre-show rituals? Get drunk. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I feel like that's such a lie. (laughs) Yeah, that's the biggest lie ever. Called out. I I, I really like drinking a yerba mate before a set. Oh, I love those. Ah, they they hit so hard. What's your favorite flavor? Bluephoria. Yeah, mine's probably... I like traditional, too. I think I'm going to go back to traditional if I can. They're harder to find at the gas stations. I can always get a Blue Foria, which is reliable, but traditional. Dan's the only one that doesn't drink yerba mate, but we're really trying to peer pressure him into doing it. He's really missing out. It's so He's, delicious. I know. Yeah. Maybe he'll. we'll have to, he'll hear this and I don't know. That probably won't convince him. <laughs> you can give him a little flight of each flavor and have him try all of them. That's a that's a good idea actually. Yeah, a year of a flight. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's a good idea. I would totally partake in that. That'd be so fun. Year of a tasting. What is each of your favorite instruments to play? So I play guitar in the band and I sing, but I really like playing the bass. I don't play the bass like really at all. I mean, I occasionally will write stuff on the bass, but. I definitely would like to explore it more and just like actually learn how to play it. <laughs> and then I I also play violin and I, I do really enjoy playing violin. I like playing the bass. I'm an OG bass person and I always will be. Easy. Favorite. 
Bass. It's a good one. We both we both choose bass, and neither of us play it in the band. But <laughs> it's a good one. I wish I could play the bass too. So you guys have released a few music videos. Which one was the most fun to film? Probably clean. We drove to Cape Cod on it was was it on New Year's Day? Yeah. On New Year's Day. So there was like nobody there and we just filmed like for 48 hours on the beach and it was crazy because we went and we were like filming when we got there. We did like some night filming and then we were starving. So us and our friend David who like directed and filmed it were like, well, we got to get some food, but it's like New Year's Day. So where are we going to go? But we actually found a place to eat, which was crazy. And I don't know, it was it was just really fun and really beautiful to be like on the beach in the winter when like there's nobody around because I feel like normally there's a lot of people at the beach because that's where everyone wants to be in the summer so who takes the lead of creative direction for music videos or is it kind of equal probably me I think it's like definitely a collaborative effort but I feel like I have a lot of strong like visual ideas for some of the songs. I mean, so do you though, Jake. I don't know. It's it's kind of both of us. And we, we both sort of, like we both really like David Lynch and like Twin Peaks. So I think a lot of that sort of style, like we were trying to like incorporate that, like artistically. That vibe. The vibe. Yeah, I guess scary I guess I, I I'm more of like an idea kind of guy. And then and then you're you're better at like actually thinking about like how we can accomplish those ideas. I have I never know how to do that. But yeah. Who is someone that you would like to collaborate with in the future? Brian Eno. Yeah, that's my that's always my answer. Yeah, he's so cool. Too cool for school, some say. <laughs> Have you ever taught someone how to play an instrument, and what was that like? Yeah, I've taught bass guitar to a couple of a uh, couple people. I've actually taught banjo once. That was really funny. I had to teach myself banjo first to be able to teach them banjo. It's it's a very interesting process because everybody's so different and everybody learns so differently that like you really you're when you're teaching you're really just trying to like learn like how that person learns as opposed to just being like here's acdc learn it now you know but i i got i had a lot of enjoyment out of that i don't really teach anymore but i did a little bit for a second and then i i stopped because wasn't paying the bills but yes it was fun while it lasted i taught violin to like some really really young kids and i did not like it (laughs) (laughs) i do not have the patience Kids are so ADHD, and I am also ADHD, (laughs) so it's just like, it just didn't work. But I thought for what it was worth, we had like a couple good lessons, but yeah, it's like not my my thing, really. I think I'm not, I'm not cut out for it personality-wise. Yeah, kids are hard, and teaching is hard. Mad respect to all the teachers out there, to all of my teachers, (laughs) because I don't know how they taught me, but they did. They found a way. They found a way. (laughs) If you could change something about the music industry, what would it be? Everything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, it feels so fake sometimes. Like, I don't know. I guess the way, like, success is measured. I don't know. I think money has a lot to do with, like, how things get kind of messed up. Yeah. 
I don't know how I would fix. I definitely don't have the answer to how to fix the industry, but all I can say confidently is that the way musicians are paid is so backwards. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so if yeah. um, we could change that. That would be a huge start. <laughs> and, you know, the way venues get paid is messed up too. It's a, it's, it's a tough, just a tough industry, you know? I don't know how to fix it, but it'd be really cool if it does get fixed one day. Yeah, if you're listening, make sure to buy the albums from your favorite artists because that is how they get supported. Yeah, and which is cool that we can like put stuff up on you know physical and people are supportive and they buy our physical stuff, they buy our merch at shows, and everyone's been super supportive and we're we're very fortunate for sure. But for all musicians, I feel like it would be cool if things changed a little bit. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're taking a bit of a turn now. So, what songs do you guys sing in the shower? Whoa. I used to sing in the shower all the time, and I really don't sing in the shower anymore, which is weird. Or, like, what's your go-to shower song, like, if you're going to listen to music in the shower? Probably, like, a 1975 song. Same. Not like I a second speci- that. What? I second that. Yeah. I agree. Good shower music. Any record, really. Maybe not the first record, but pretty much any of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I jam out to Ugh, that song. That I think it's pronounced Ugh. Uh, I listen to that in the shower. That's like the only song I think I've listened to in the shower recently. I usually stand there in silence, but if I'm really in the mood, I'll, I'll listen to Ugh by 1975. What hobbies do you guys have outside of music? Uh, <laughs> nothing. No, Um, I mean, I really like hiking and being outside and like running i don't run a lot but i do run sometimes i enjoy playing sports i don't watch sports at all i grew up in a huge boston sports team family red sox bruins everything patriots so my entire family is always like watching a game which is cool i like participating but i usually have no idea what's going on <laughs> but it's 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 nice it's kind of like relaxing and it feels totally the opposite of music which is cool i like nature I like hiking i like swimming exercise i like exercising um, good for the mind body and soul <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i like doing all that kind of stuff when i can because don't have a lot of time for that but when i do it's it's really nice we're bringing a jump rope on tour oh fun yeah, so we're gonna like pass it around, and at rest stops, we're gonna yeah, we we're jump. gonna jump. We jump while we're filming the tank. <laughs> we should get four and like all do it at the same time. People that, would be really would be freaked so out. Funny. Just jump rope circle. Yeah. We'll invite people to join. Like we have extra rope. Come on in. <laughs> it's like elementary school PE all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what is your favorite kind of bread? Sourdough. Sourdough. Ditto. Sick. What do you think of garden gnomes? Someone's asked me this before. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I don't trust them. I don't I don't I don't like them. I think they're cute. Mischievous little guys. Yeah, they're up to no good. Maybe. I like it. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of ice cream? Um, mine is chocolate peanut butter cup. Yum. I love peanut butter. Jake's allergic to peanut butter though. Oh no. Mine is probably Mint cookie crumble. That sounds really to good, too. I, I like that one a lot. What would be your walk-up song? Oh, 
So actually at our, our album release show, we we did do a walk-up song. It was a once a one-time thing that we tried for fun. And um, it was uh, Zuby Zuby Zoo by, oh my gosh, I have to get who it's by. It's a French artist by uh, Jillian or Gillian. Jillian Hills? Jillian with a G. Jillian Hills. I think it's Jillian Hills. Zuby Zuby Zoo. I'll Great have to song. give it a listen. I think I would second that as a walk-up song for me as well. It's it's pretty epic. Really, really good. Are you an over or underpacker? Over. Over. How much are you allowed or able to bring with you on this tour? Not a lot. So we each get one duffel bag. They're pretty like, we. it's like a decent-sized duffel bag. And then we each bring a backpack. And then I usually bring like... A smaller backpack for like my wallet and just like things that I need like kind of all the time and then yeah but I I definitely I pack I overpacked slightly I think it's nice to like have a little extra room especially when you're on a month-long tour we like to you know shop and stuff like go to thrift stores or like Goodwill gotta leave room for all the trinkets oh yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna try and pack with that in mind for this upcoming tour if you want to see more of Leveda, you can catch them on tour, and they'll be coming to Portland on May 16th. Thank you so much for joining me today. Where can listeners find your music and find you on socials? So we're at Leveda Music on all socials, and you can listen to our music everywhere. Bandcamp, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, pretty much wherever, and YouTube. Yeah, and our record is on Bandcamp, too, so vinyl and CDs and stuff. Well, thank you so much for listening. That was Leveda off the record, and make sure to check out A Place You Grew Up and See you next time. So